Trivia Podcast Edition. I am Michael Cole. This is episode 24, and with me this time is Stephen Rodriguez, our site director. Hello, everybody. Long time knows. Uh, listen. Yeah. Uh, you've got your mic. Get your microphone all working now. Right? Yeah, so, I think right? I think my uh, technical problems have been ironed out. And uh, excellent. You know, we're recording this at a pretty late hour, but you know, I I wanted to be here. TYP, you wanted to be here, and of course, our listeners, yeah. you all wanted to listen to this. You better. This wonderful Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. Yes. So, uh, if you haven't listened before, we play songs from video games. It's your job to figure out what the games are. We give you a little hint after the second out of the third song, and then we give it away after the third song. So, you get three songs for each game. Yes, and if you lose, uh, you lose. But if you win, you win. You just pretend you win. You're a winner just by listening. You're a winner. <laughs> You're a winner. Uh, what is that from? Is that like a Simpsons episode or something? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, the, I don't know. The only hilarious win phrase I know is like, a winner is you. Shine get. All right. Okay. Up and let's go. open <laughs> so I don't have anything to say about that song 
Oh yeah, I think we should say that I'm totally playing in the dark and uh, pretty much I don't know anything that's going on. So I'm playing along with with our listeners. All right. One of these days the roles will be reversed. I think. No. Oh. No. Well, jo- Johnny's planning to do that to me someday. Oh really? Uh, yeah, or so he says. But we'll we'll see if he ever actually sits down and takes the time to, to actually assemble a set of songs because uh, he used to host, and I know that. He started slacking off, so that's why I took over. <laughs> and look where that got you. Yeah, nowhere. I'm still doing it, like, three year, <laughs> five years later. <laughs> All right, next song. heard this before and I think I know it I think I know what it or it's from but I think I'm gonna need that, that hint question okay which cosmic star is this game named after yeah I think yeah I think I got it
game is it? It's Baton Kaidos. Indeed it is. Congratulations, you are a winner. I am win. It is Baton Kaitos Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean. Which is a very long name. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a decent game. Um, it, it's really complicated battle system. Kind of gets exhausting. Um, I really like it. I think it's neat. But Origins kind of toned it down. In, in the original Baton Kaitos, you have uh, a deck for each character. Um, and you also have all sorts of cards you got to mix together to create new cards. And you you want to like make straights and threes of a kind, three of a kinds, and things yeah, like that at it, the same, it, all at the it, same it, time. Yeah, for those forgotten, it, it's a card RPG, right? Card PGs, like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually, you know, I I really I wouldn't call myself a fan of the card RPG, like card based RPG or whatever. Yeah. But during the GameCube, there was like two of them. There was Lost Kingdoms, which I actually kind of liked. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of in the card. You know, card-based mode when uh, Bot and Kaidos came out, and one of the big reasons why that was such a big game is just it was drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, the... it, it had some really pretty scenes. It was amazing those pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah, the the uh, actual 3D models were kind of muddy looking, and actually the art style is kind of fruity, frankly. Yeah, but, it uh... kind of is, but it's still, I mean, it, it looked yeah. really pretty. It really popped yeah. out on a really nice TV. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar with the pre-rendered background, it's kind of like the original Resident Evil formula. Uh, so you had characters... Yeah, it was really high-res this time. <laughs> oh, right. Um, well, as high-res as you can get on GameCube. Was it, was it... I don't know. Was it Progressive Scan? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, all the games that came out by then were at Progressive Scan. Uh, I don't know about that, but maybe all the ones was, that are... All the good ones. ...worth noting. <laughs> um, I mean, not all, pro, all, not all, game, uh, not all Wii games are Progressive Scan somehow. Um, I don't even know how that... That should be a requirement. Yeah, I don't know how that... Why isn't uh, it? I don't know. I think they all are now. I think it was, like, the first few that, like, oh, wait, we can do that? Durr. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh... I don't know. If you didn't check out Bats and Kaitos when it was out on the GameCube, and you can find it for real cheap, but I'd say it's worth checking out. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it is. I, Although, I have to, I have to, I have to admit... There was this one battle when I was fighting like oh, uh, the boss guy and the two underlings, and no matter how I deck, like even I loaded my deck with defensive items yeah, it, just to see if I could survive it, and I just just got totally wasted. Yeah, there are two or three battles like that, and part of it's that there's too much luck involved in the, the random shuffling. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, yeah, what, what, I think Origins had that same problem, not, not as much. Origins. It's a little tamer, so if you haven't played either, I actually I'd probably say play Origins instead. You know, you probably don't need to play both. Um, yeah, I mean that that's really the that's the big negative for those card RPGs is because if you're going through a really tough battle and you're losing just by the luck of the draw and you're like, you know, slugging it out for like twenty minutes, a half an hour in a battle. Right. And you lose because you know you just get, kept getting dealt crappy hands, there's really nothing you can do to defend against their super attacks. Mm-hmm. You're like well, I don't want to do this again when I know I might... There's, like... It, it takes player skill out of it. Or mostly out of it. And it's, it's not fun. I mean, it, it's rewarding in some ways, but when it's when it does that to you, you're like, man, I don't want to deal I, with I this. I agree, thing. especially since the how you actually go out playing the battles, you actually are very engaged for... I mean, you think, oh, card RPG, that's going to be slow and boring, but you have to think fast because... Yeah, you, know, you do. When you're playing a defensive turn, uh, you have to basically deal... 
play cards as the other person deals their own cards out. So, whatever, yeah. they, they place a, whatever, a sword attack, and you might have a card that, that can defend against that well. You have to play that, and usually you'll have like a split second to do that, especially when you have a bigger hands, things go a lot faster. You get more and more cards in your hand as the game goes on. And with each yeah. additional card, it gets faster, and it, by the end, it's like, oh my god. Um, I mean, I'll never go back to that game near the end, because I'll never be that fast again. <laughs> yeah. So, Sunspot and Kaitos, Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean for the GameCube. And I wonder when we're... Well, I guess we already have RPGs for Wii, but do we have any serious RPGs for Wii? Um, is the new Tales game out in Japan yet? Or no? Oh, no that's not out yet. I have no idea, but it I don't needs think to come out yet, in the no. US. No, there really aren't... Let me think. Well, Super Paper Mario doesn't count, really. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything big. That seems shocking, just because they know. had the same problem with the GameCube, and, and there are a lot of developers supporting well, Wii now. But at this point in time, there shouldn't be. But it's actually kind of funny, because you've got, you've got Game Arts, which is a known RPG <laughs> developer, making Smash Brothers. Well, the core team of Smash Brothers. <laughs> and you've got, let's see, level 5... Making, they, uh, didn't they just come out with a... Uh, they're doing Professor uh, Layton. Yeah, they came out with a puzzle game. But that's game. the DS. That's the DS. And, and, and yeah, it's a puzzle game in level 5. Uh, they're also doing Dragon see. Quest for, Drag- for DS, though, so that's... Uh, who, uh, who am I thinking of? Who's doing a, Who's doing Disaster? No, I have no idea. Nintendo's got Monolith, too. Uh, I don't know. And but, Monolith's kind of an RPG developer. Uh, I mean, there, there are all these developers who can make RPGs, make good RPGs... And they're either making something else, or they're making it for the DS. Yeah, the, the, only one, the only one I can think of, and it's not a traditional RPG, is Fire Emblem, which I've been playing for the last month and a half. Yeah, that's... But that's not, that, that's not a standard that, Japanese that, RPG. It's a, it's a strategy, game. strategy. It's a strategy game, so it doesn't really count. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, where are our RPGs? Come on. I love me my RPGs. But uh, let's go on to the second game. Oh, we got to answer the question. Okay, so I never knew this until I looked it up today. Um, I, I, I can't think of any stars that either Batni or Kaitos see. No, there's a star named. There's a star named Batten Kaitos. I didn't Is know that this. That's a star. It's apparently a like pretty much almost dead star in the constellation Cetus, which is the whale. And if you remember, huh. if you, oh, it's, it's a good name yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. because there's like it's all about. Um, that's that was part of the opening sequence, wasn't it? Well, I think at the end yeah, of the game, it was part of the story. Yeah, something about a whale a god. Lost yeah. ocean. <laughs> so, right in the lost ocean. Oh, so. oh, oh! Actually, that reminds me of a kind of a funny story. Uh, in the, like at the year that game came out during the Kentucky, the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. there was a horse in the field called Chiacomo, and that's kind of like the main <laughs> bad guy in the story. Yeah. And so I just had I just kind of have a random thought. Gee, you know what? If I had, if I had fifty bucks, I'd bet it on Giacomo. And you know what? He was a fifty to one long shot. He won the Kentucky Aww. Derby. <laughs> so I thought, damn, that that was like two thousand dollars looking right at me. If I just and I would have done it had the opportunity presented itself. But well, that that I just I just found that you know interesting. Anyways, next next game.
that's it. I figured we'd have mm-hmm. a horrible sounding game after a really pretty one. Well, okay. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I know this one too. So uh, here, here's here's a question for you. What resets the player's positions during a match? Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, what did you originally think it was, and what do you think it is now? Is that Hogan's Alley? Um, it's Urban Championship. Oh, of course. I mean, it was either, I was thinking, well, maybe it's Urban Champion, but the second one and the first one kind of sounded like Hogan's Alley, which is the NES Zapper game. Oh, uh, see, I was thinking it sounded like uh, Balloon Fight. All, all of the really early NES Nintendo games sound like Balloon Fight to me, um, just because. Actually, yeah, that first one kind of also sounded a little bit like Balloon, yeah. Balloon Fight, but because Hogan's Alley kind of has the same little you know, beat to mm-hmm. it, and just a simple little beat to, where you, sh- you shoot the gangsters and, like, the tin cans. You're a sharpshooter. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Actually, can we keep talking about Hogan's Alley? Cause better than Urban Championship? <laughs> urban, cha- urban Champion. Sure, go ahead. God. <laughs> no. We got to, I guess so, we have to talk about Urban Champion. The worst Nintendo game. Well... Is it Urban Championship or Urban Champion? One of Did the I worst. Type that? Urban Champion. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, you see, that in wrong. We're, e- even we don't want to acknowledge that game. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't call it the, the, the worst Nintendo game ever, but it's bottom two. Keep three. in mind, Wendy really likes fighting games, so he, he has to give it a tilt. Um. No way, man. <laughs> like Urban Champion isn't so much as a fighting game as a game where you just move back and forth <laughs> until somebody falls down a manhole. So it's like a Mario Party minigame. <laughs> Compared to other NES games, I guess it was you know, had a lot of stuff going on, but... I don't know. It ugh. seems like it's pretty simple. Well, it's, it's two-player competitive, and I guess there wasn't a lot of that uh, in the early on yesterday, yeah, so yeah. it had that going for it. And, I mean, you had, like, you had, like, the big buildings, and you had the flower pot coming down and hitting the guy in the head, and you had, the, ooh, the confetti, I guess you could say, in the... Eh. I think, I think what Nintendo was trying to go for is showing that the NES could pull off more advanced effects... Maybe you could say I would say graphics because we're only graphics back then. But just what a game would be capable right. of. Uh, but then they kind of just decided, oh wait a minute, we need to actually design a game. Well, around then, this. then they threw in extra chips and daughter <laughs> boards and their carts and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's when. <laughs> and that's when we got our good NES games. So I guess you could say Urban Champion was the sacrifice to appease the gaming gods. Perhaps. Um, so, you, since since you're so familiar and don't think it's the worst Nintendo game ever, what does reset the player's positions during a match? Uh, when one of the two people move off the screen? I think that's, well, I mean, that's, like, victory, but I mean without resetting, like, you know, without someone winning a match. Um, there's a police car that comes around, and, uh, like, <laughs> oh, well, we better stop fighting now. So they, so they go back <laughs> to their starting positions oh, on the other side of the sidewalk. Either yeah, end let's, of... let's stop talking about this game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this third one was recommended by Chiron, so you know it's got to be a bad game, right? Wait, it's recommended by Chiron? Well, that it means was requested I, by. That, that means, well, let's see. If we recommend games for nobody, 
not recommend for anybody virtual console games. He likes them. Yeah. So if he's, he likes if he li- if he recommends a game, does that mean we automatically don't like them? I, I don't know. Um, I guess not. He can like things that we like. If he likes every game ever, then he used to like what we like too. <laughs> so let's get to the game. It's a little better than Urban Champion. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, there's actually music. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was that last like more than like three bars. <laughs>
like that second jazzy song. Uh-huh. Uh, so, for which system was this game originally released? Well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> That's part of the gag. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. It's a silly song. It is silly. What? It is silly. It is silly. Yes. What is the game? Lemmings for the Super Nintendo. Oh. Yeah. I played Lemmings on the Macintosh. Lemmings, wow. (laughs) Man, I I think... God, what, what was the first system that came out on? Ah, so it came out originally for the Commodore Amiga. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so for fun, this is uh, the entry in Wikipedia's note about uh, which systems it's been on. Known commercial ports of the original game include 3DO, oh, yeah. Acorn Archimedes, Amstrad CPC, Apple 2GS, Arcade, well, prototype only, Atari Lynx, Atari ST, Commodore 64, Commodore Amiga, well, that was the original, oh, Commodore Amiga 30, 3D32, Commodore CDTV, DHTML, MS-DOS, Hewlett Packard HB48 series, Macintosh, Mobile Phone, Nintendo Famicom, or NES, Nintendo Game Boy, Nintendo Game Boy Color, Nintendo Super Famicom, or Super NES, OS2, Demo Only, Palm, Philips CDI, <laughs> Sam Cooke, wow. Sega Game Gear, Sega Master System, Sega Mega Drive, Sinclair, Spectrum, TI-82, TI-83+, TI-89, TI-92, UIQ, and Windows. It was on graphing calculators? Well, yeah. Known commercial ports. Those are just the known ones. Is that game on every single system known to man? It is quite possible. Oh, man. (laughs) I know I've seen it in a lot of places, but... And I know it's been around for a while, but jeez. It'll be on the HAL 9000 or whatever. Did, he, did Electronic <laughs> Arts ever get the publishing rights to that game? Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know who has the publishing rights at this point, honestly. 
Um, who published it back in the day? Well, I know Sunsoft published the uh, yeah. SNES version, but I don't think they own the rights to it. Uh, hold on, we can look it up. Because they, re- they just released a version on the PSP. I think that was released by Sony. So, so I, I mean, it's all over the place. Let's see. Well, DMA, that's Rockstar. Okay. I think it's Rockstar still. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. That's right, folks. Rockstar used to make more than just Grand Theft Auto. And, and they used to be called DMA. Yeah. So. They made uh, Uniracers. So... Where does Psy- where does Psygnosis come into things? Who were they? They were the uh, they were one of the publishers. This Wikipedia. Oh. Okay, well, so I, I guess uh, Rockstar owns tech. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Lemmings. Okay. Uh, still uh, keeps on trucking. Two thousand six or whatever. It was released on the PSP. <laughs> That's incredible. And the, I think, I think, didn't it come out on the DS also? Uh, not according to this list, but this list is a little dated because I know it came out on the PSP. Well, and... Actually, it, pr- it probably wouldn't if it's Rockstar. Uh. So, well, but I would have. You I know, what, let's just say it did, just because it probably yeah. did, it, or if it. Or it's, plan- it... it's planned for release. <laughs> Officially or unofficially, I'm sure it came out on the DS. Somehow. Oh, I think it was an unofficial <laughs> one, a homebrew one. I think is what what it is. Oh really? End. Yeah, probably. All right, so. <laughs> it's lemmings. Lemmings. They refuse to go away. Songs for this game, which I guess is a hint. <laughs> nah. Yeah.
I didn't get all the Western stuff out of my system last episode. <laughs> so, here we go. Here's your hint. Which sub-game, only unlockable using a cheat device, was later released in a compilation for the same system? Hmm... Okay, Wendy, what do you think it is? Is it Animal Crossing? It is Animal Crossing. Yay. When did you figure it out? Like, halfway through the first song. <laughs> okay. So, I own Animal Crossing. I've not played much of it. I I guess I was just sort of overwhelmed by it. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to put in nearly enough time to see nearly enough of this game. So I'm not going to even try. Um, I love the concept. I love the idea. I just couldn't get into the game. I don't know how long you played the game, but... uh... Uh, I played the GameCube game probably longer than I really should have. Because there came a point in the game where it's like, you know what, I had to force myself to sit down here and play it for like five or ten minutes a day. Yeah, I didn't like that. But when it got to the point where I had to force myself to play it, I I didn't realize at the time, I was like, well, why am I still playing it? I have to force myself to play it. I mean, if it was really entertaining, I would come back to it without forcing myself to play it. And really, what I learned through, uh, like, after I stopped playing the GameCube game, and also after I stopped playing, I stopped playing the uh, DS game a lot faster, really for you to get the most enjoyment out of the Animal Crossing games is that you really, really need to have more than one person play on the same game. So you need to have, like, you know, two or three or four people in the same village playing with you. That's really the only time... It, the only way because playing it by yourself there's lots of stuff to do but you're not why? yeah you're not I mean <laughs> if you have someone else in there like for example I remember a long time ago I think we were over at Adam Contra's house Adam Contra's yeah and, and I remember the whole discussion came up and it's it's like they were like basically graf- doing graffiti on other people's houses and things yeah, like that they were like, so there's funny they're little stealing other, they're stealing each yeah. other's you know fruit and yeah, yeah so, they had, he had like him and his and his wife at the time, and I think they had another person in there in the village. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 just seeing two people, yeah, what in the village at the same time, it just looks totally different than what one person could do. Right. I mean, they call it a communication game, even if it's not online. It, unless you want to just communicate with your digital friends, um, 
doesn't quite work. And uh, I mean, I think it's neat how they had all the holidays and stuff, and it's just like a, yeah. it's a way to like whatever celebrate a holiday that you may not be able to celebrate, or you know, if you're not going out for I don't know what the heck day. Do they they invent the new holidays, or is it all? All uh, real holidays for the yeah, GameCube. I mean, yeah, they had real holidays, but they also had made-up holidays right. too. Right. I can't. I can't remember any. For, of them frankly, I'm not sure I ever experienced any of them, because um, I stopped playing it or I didn't play it regularly enough to actually hit those. And I didn't go out of my way on on a holiday to say, "Oh, I wonder what's going on in Animal Crossing. I'm going to check that out." So. Yeah, but I, but I do have to say, I mean, I think I got my money's worth out of the game. Because uh, I, re- I really, really got into doing the fossils and the, uh, let's see, looking for the money rock, just because, you know, you're all, we're all money hoarders after, after you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember what I enjoyed in that game. I, I guess fishing now. I have no idea. Um, yeah, like, you think about it now and you're thinking, why did I even play that game in the first place? I, I, gave, I knew I might not have liked it. I, I bought it knowing it was a calculated risk and it was something totally different from what I usually yeah. play. And, and and I don't regret purchasing it because it was an experience that I'm, I'm glad I I you know checked yeah, out. Yeah. But but uh, I just didn't like it. <laughs> you know, I, I got a at least I got a memory card out of it. Oh yeah, but, the memory card. That's it, right. <laughs> actually, actually I didn't because I never wanted to delete my file and took up the entire card. So actually I didn't get a memory card out of it, did I? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Fool like you. you get a free memory card, but. You really can't use it for anything else. <laughs> yeah. So. Don't. So let's see. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what the. Uh, it was the, the NES game you had to unlock, right? Yeah, there, there were a couple, I think, but there, there was only one that came out as a compilation. As far as I'm aware, uh, it's only unlockable using a cheat device. Maybe, maybe like ten years from now, if you go back and revisit Animal Crossing, it'll be unlocked for you. I don't know. But um. Was it, was it Zelda? Yeah, it oh, was. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had they had both Super Mario Brothers and Zelda, which, as far as I know, were never formally released on in within Animal Crossing. They just put it in there just in case. Hmm. Maybe they realized they could make more money by selling them separately in, in, on the GBA or in compilations. Obviously, <laughs> um, I I suspect that was part of it. They probably there's probably some code that you can enter to to get it, or some sequence of codes or something. Hidden away in there, but they didn't want to reveal it. You know, Zelda's a pretty big game to put in Animal Crossing as sort of like an extra little bonus. I, I agree. Maybe I, I certainly played it. Maybe that's why they didn't do it because you'd be playing Zelda more than you'd be playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's quite possible. Um, like I said, that's basically probably the most time I spent with Animal Crossing. Well, that's not true, but a good portion of the time is actually Zelda. Because <laughs> it, it was before uh, the compilation came out. Well before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I haven't played Zelda from the NES in a long time. So now I own the original NES Zelda. I own it on um, on my GBA. And I owned it on GameCube twice. Yay! That's what I just hate Nintendo for, is that you'll buy the same game from them multiple times. Well, I, actually... <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I actually got the the GPA one as a as a review copy or something. Actually, maybe we didn't even review it. It may have just been like, eh, here you go. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, maybe in like a second copy or something we received. So. Um, but yeah, I own too many copies of that game. Yeah. But they 
But the other day, they finally got me to buy Mario Bros. 3 for the NES on Virtual Console. Oh, I was not going to do it, but like, you know what? I haven't like my I can't find my original NES Super Mario Bros. 3. My NES wouldn't work with it well anyway, even if I had did it. You, did and you I wanted the old school. You got a, did you get the Game Boy Advance version? Yeah, I also have the All Star version. Oh god! But, but, but they're about the, but they're roughly the same. This is the 8-bit classic. And there are some differences. Yeah, but I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was impulse, I know. I'm weak. Nintendo makes its fortune on impulses. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia wins the day. <laughs> Let's go on to the next game. was removed from the North American version of this game. I should know this. I want to know this.
the game I don't remember <laughs> well okay what what would most people think it is well it sounds like a Zelda game obviously yeah I, I kind of led that one on um, I just can't remember what it is <laughs> well it sounds a lot like Link to the Past but it's not it's got to be one of the Oracle games no Oracle games were on the Game Boy Color they would not sound yeah, like I know that it's Four Swords Adventures for the GameCube oh <laughs> Featuring higher fidelity versions of your Link to the Past favorite songs. So let's see, what what was cut from the US version then? I can't... Uh, so, uh, remember the E3 remember. demo had Tetris trackers? That didn't come out in Japan, did it? It came out in Japan as Navi's trackers. Oh! And uh, it was cut for the US version. Or oh, international version. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And, uh... Well, actually, I really like uh, Four Swords Adventures, and it's good both single and multiplayer. Um, actually, the battle mode's kind of surprisingly fun. I know we played it as a group once. Uh, yeah, D3 once. You know, honestly, I didn't like it that much. Really? I had good fun yeah. with it. I did too, but I, I think it's... I think the best way I could describe it is that it's an adventure game by committee. Is that if you want to do something, you can't do it without the cooperation of the other three guys. Yeah, if you're... Even though you kind of need to cooperate to get through the game. Mm-hmm. You're all fighting over going through the adventure. <laughs> I don't. That, that, that kind of clashes with what an adventure game is. You decide where you go in an adventure game. Well, it's... I disagree because there are a lot of... Like Gauntlet or whatever is is a multiplayer co-op. I mean, it's a co-op game. Yes, you can fight squabble over Triforce or power or whatever the heck it is. It's not rupees, um, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, in the end, you're you're cooperating, and the levels change subtly depending on how many players there are, which I thought was really neat too. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to because I love Gauntlet, especially the N64 game. N64 games. I'm trying to think why I like Gauntlet and why I don't like Force Wars. I think it. I think. Let's see. I really liked it. I thought it was interesting how they had like 15 or 20 minute levels most of the time that were very episodic in nature and you could just sort of sit down with friends and, and go through one or two levels and, and there were a lot of boss battles which were a lot of fun. I, mean, huh. I, I don't know. I really liked it. And I've played it. I mean, granted you got to have GBAs and link cables which is which is the hard part if you're doing multiplayer. But um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was neat to go back and forth between the GBA and, and Cube, Cube screens. I don't know. I don't know why you didn't like it. it. If you had the, I think I think I, I think I know why. Because uh, at, at GDC last year, I wanted to ask uh, Asia Numa, you know, how important is multiplayer to you in Zelda? And he said, well, really important. You know, we should really have multiplayer in all Zeldas from now on. You know, something like that. And I think you and I and most of the people who grew up playing the Zelda games kind of resisting the change to multiplayer, even though a lot of people like Four Swords, 
we always thought, well, okay, this is just... It's a side game. You know, yeah, it's, it's a side it, game. It's a spin-off. Just a little spin-off, and not only, okay, yeah. cool, little one little pet project. That We're cool with that. But, you know, then we got the multiplayer in uh, Phantom Hourglass. Which I care less about, personally. Ex- yeah, and, you know, then we... He, he said at GDC, well, you know, multiplayer is really important to Zelda series. Well, no! Single-player adventure, that's the important thing in the Zelda series. That's the Zelda yeah. series. And I think what I liked about the Zelda series just totally clashed with the multiplayer because it was all multiplayer basically in Four Swords. There's, you know, no mis- mystic mystery to the game. There's no, you know, aura of greatness coming out of the game. It's just, just this little multiplayer Zelda game. Yep. I think that's why I really didn't like it. It's not a Zelda game to me. And now I have those little links running around. I mean, yeah, it's cool and it's fun in places, but it's just not Zelda to me. I think that's really what really what got me. Yeah, I can see that. Except, I mean, I, I don't, it's bad to hate a game just because it's associated with something else in the series if it's a good game. Um, you know, there's always the the whole gut reaction. That's different. I don't like it. But um, I mean, Majora's Mask was very different from the other Zelda games. But I but it's still a Zelda game. Yeah, and that's why, uh, and I liked it. it. They they mixed they mixed it up, but they kept it within the reality of the Zelda. It was a single player adventure, it was, you know, sequel to Ocarina of Time, and they did make a you know pretty weird change to it, but it was still at its core a Zelda game. So would you say the same for Phantom Hourglass? Yeah. It's somewhere in between, in my opinion. It is, yeah, it is somewhere in between. It's. It's teetering on the line between Zelda game and casual, and I think it's brilliant that they struck that balance, but just the act of putting it right on that line, you're always going to lose a little bit from you know the side we want to see. And that's why it's maybe not the hottest Zelda game. It's still a good Zelda game, it's just not you know, a Zelda game good, as we come to expect. It wasn't, wasn't long enough. Uh, I think that they, they focused a lot on the new control interfaces they should have, but but uh, they really sacrificed a lot of effort in the level design, in my opinion. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know why, because they could have had a really good game with those same controls. It's just some, something fell short in the level design and, and definitely in the, in the production values for music. Um, I heard, you know, one theme for all the dungeons, and it's pretty repetitive and boring. I mean, I thought it was still, a, you know, okay, pretty good game overall, but. Nintendo has set the Zelda standard so ridiculously high that if if no game meets or exceed if a game if Zelda game doesn't meet or exceed that it's just automatically going to be disappointment. Yeah. So even if it's a you know way better. Then, than they should, any other then you should just ditch there. the Zelda series and, and do other stuff. Frankly, I mean, instead of trying to take the Zelda series in some really bizarre new wet angle, which I guess he can do if he wants, and Nintendo's okay with it. But but if he's worried about the shadow of all the Zelda games past just create a new franchise out of it you know and do, you can do the same kind of stuff just you know don't associate with Zelda and, and you know piss off all the Zelda fans that's you can't you just can't retire the Zelda series you can't you know it Nintendo knows it they just can't do that they have to come up with something different and I think didn't they say that uh, Twilight Princess was going to be like the last Zelda game as we knew it so that that could be good or bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and from the looks of, of uh, Phantom Hourglass, that's kind of dangerously going toward the bad thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm still optimistic. 
because Twilight Princess was a total, you know, GameCube game, and they kind of retrofitted it with the Wii controls, which I thought they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. But now the next Zelda Wii game, they're just going to build it from the ground up for the Wii, and that's, right. that prospect is exciting if they well, do it uh, right. Yeah, they did that for the DS game, and uh, mm. I'm hoping that it's because they have their B team instead of their A team working on Phantom Hourglass. To, if they had their A team working on Phantom Hourglass instead of finishing up Twilight Princess, um, then maybe Phantom Hourglass would have had better level design. I don't know. I hope so. Because I, otherwise I hope we're gonna, so. Because <laughs> otherwise we're going to have a, dis- a Zelda game with great controls on Wii, but but is too short or too boring or whatever. So. Yeah. And like, I think you should. I think we should uh, wrap this podcast up. But let me just let me just leave with this final comment about the Zelda series. You know that all the Nintendo hardcore are kind of very worried that Nintendo is just kind of leaving them behind just to go out, you know, get the casual blue ocean crowd. So they're just kind of ignoring the hardcore, basically. I, yeah. I worry that that the, the the next Zelda game on the Wii might be the one that either you know res- restores faith. In Nintendo, from us, you know, the hardcore people, or just totally disowns them. Mm. That might it might be the game that determines, you know, whether or not the hardcore people stop stop taking the Wii seriously, or you know, finally embrace the Wii as a as a hardcore system. And, and I'll leave with this note: I own two copies of Zelda: Link to the Past. Uh, <laughs> going back to the previous discussion. You're a nerd. <laughs> Yeah, I have the GBA and on the virtual console. So, so yeah, so Nintendo, you have to realize the Zelda series. Yeah, you can make it a little more casual, add multiplayer, but you have to realize it's it's your franchise for the hardcore. You know that that's it. That's our you know big. What game. about what about Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers is in a completely different subset. It's big yeah. multiplayer game, but that's you know that's for a different topic. Oh. I mean, yeah, we're gonna get Smash Brothers, but if Nintendo screws up the next Zelda, all right. then what? That's all I'm gonna say. Well, Mario turned out okay, so there's hope. Eh, I guess it did. Yeah, you don't like it. Everyone else does. Well, I'm right, and they're wrong. Why don't you cry about it and write a review, which you never did? I actually, uh, well, I didn't do it because I haven't gotten halfway through the game oh. yet. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Once I make, once I finish Mario, I'll have a review of the site. All right then. Well, thank you for hosting, and good night. Get some rest. I'll do the same. Bye, everyone. Batman Kaitos, Eternal Wings, and the Lost Ocean is copyright 2003 Namco. Urban Champion is copyright 1984 Nintendo. Lemmings is copyright 1991-1992 Psygnosis, 1992 Sunsoft. Animal Crossing is copyright 2001-2002 Nintendo. The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures is copyright 2004 Nintendo.